Finally, the warring nations of Earth had forgotten their differences and banded together to save our planet. The United Global Space Force was searching the galaxy for worlds rich with drinkable water and breathable air. The Hypergate was our best hope to colonize space, our best hope for survival. But as we prepared to launch ourselves into the black of space, terrorist forces calling themselves the Global Sedition were preparing to strike. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 180. 180. And tonight we are talking about Lost in Space. Danger, Sean Allred, danger. The 1990-something, 1996 version of Lost in Space. 96? 99, sorry, 1999. Uh, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew CGI Monkey Jimison. That was the ugliest CGI monkey I've ever seen in my life. Horrible. (laughs) Well, for 1999, it actually wasn't that... Awful. I don't think it doesn't hold up, but it wasn't. It it doesn't hold up, but I don't remember it being as bad as it was. Or yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Corny, the spiders eat their wounded Logan. Will hopefully join us during the duration of the podcast. He is literally driving to his uh, home, uh, so hopefully he'll be able to join us in a little bit. And Sam, fly through the planet's core. Vector. Righteous, righteous. <laughs> and Sean, just so you know, if there's ever some sort of spinning ring of doom, I definitely will throw you in it. Okay. I actually so, just, I actually figured uh, my death was going to be uh, throw me through an airlock. Because they oh. no one did it, but they threatened yeah. it. He's like, I'll dump you out of an airlock. I think they said that at one point. Um, yeah. In the in the TV show that I've been watching, The Expanse, that's called spacing. You know, if I space spacing? you, yeah, they're called nice. like uh, you know, all the, man, you spaced him. That's that's cold. Like, well, yeah, you know, like that's that's the threat always is to space someone. Is what they call it. So anyway, The Expanse is great. It's really great. I really like actually liking the hell out of it. So. I have to check it out it's, now that Game of Thrones is done. Yeah, for, it's like, um, yeah, you got it for like two years off now, right? It's crazy. I know. I mentioned that to somebody, I think it was my mother-in-law, and she was like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, you got two years to go. And she said, oh, my gosh, that's awful. So uh, apparently the Game of Thrones weren't very clear that this wasn't the season, the series finale, because a lot of people are, like, losing (laughs) their minds thinking that that's how it ended. So, Yeah, my sister texted me. I can't believe they ended it that way. I'm like, they ended the season that way. 
Yeah. Anyway, to, uh... I guess it's because the people <laughs> thought, well, there's only one more book, so there should only be one more season. But they're taking the last book, quote unquote, book, and splitting it into two seasons. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Well, this is uh, 1990. Yeah. Okay, it says 98 here. So I guess it's 90. I thought it was released in 99, though. I'm confused. Um, no, late 98. Yeah, April yeah. 3rd, 98. Okay, so yeah, it, re- it released in 98. For some reason, I thought, oh, yeah, this still works. Yeah, so 98, um, Lost in Space. Obviously, it's a movie remake of the TV show, the 1965 TV show, Lost in Space. Um they use a lot of the same tropes from that show and a lot of the same kind oh, of yeah. silly, antiquated ideas. And I guess we'll discuss whether or not we Isn't like the, them. Or... the robot head the same way, too? The yeah, like it's that big round robot. Yeah, kind of thing with the lights inside. Yeah. Like, how does it see? I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> um, but it says danger. It we'll... just spins. Yeah, and it's, and it's loud. Those noises that it made were loud. It's constantly making noises. Um, but anyway, Andrew, tell us in case what I just said isn't correct. What is Lost in Space? Well, in this reboot of the 1965 sci-fi series, the Robinson family is launched into space to colonize the only other habitable planet in the galaxy. Okay. And shit goes bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It gets real, (laughs) real fast. Yep. So had any of us seen this movie before this viewing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it when... I think I even saw it in the theater. I might have to. I think I may have seen parts of it back in the day. Right. Which was a Wednesday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that was many years ago. All right, well, that's fair. It was a Um, long, long time ago. (laughs) uh, Go ahead and get your... uh, your bingo cards ready. I own this on DVD, <laughs> um, but I probably haven't watched it since like 2003. Honestly, it had been a long time since I watched it, and we'll talk about whether or not I think it's a good <laughs> thing or not. Uh, so, Andrew, if you will yes. uh, lead us off, uh, kind of what you thought about the movie, your initial thoughts on 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 what we just saw, the two hour. Endeavor that was lost in space. God, it was two hours, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it certainly felt like it. Yeah, it kind of did. Yeah. So, like I said, I hadn't seen this before all the way through, and I'd only seen parts of it. And I did take notes, but I got about 30 minutes into the movie and had a full sheet, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop because... I had a bunch of Mexican for lunch. I had a full sheet, too. <laughs> You're so gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think what every all the notes that I really took. I mean, there's some some specific things, but I think what it all boils down to is we overplayed our characters so much. I mean, we get it. The bad guy is bad. He doesn't have to keep telling us he's bad. They don't have to keep saying he's bad. We know that Captain, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Matt LeBlanc. Whatever he is. Matt LeBlanc, thank you. Major, Major, not Captain. Um, We know that he is a arrogant ladies' man, you know, type 
we don't have to keep playing him off as that. I just feel like every single character in the movie, except for maybe, well, no, I won't even say that. I was going to say maybe Will, but even he is played up as the nerdy kid over and over and over. And I just feel like the director was trying to really dumb it down for the audience to the point that I got really irritated by watching it. Um, I mean, there were some enjoyable parts. I mean, there were some moments that I laughed out loud and, and some suspenseful moments, but I was taken out of that though, by the horrible uh, dialogue and cheesy dialogue, excuse me, which I guess may have been a throwback to the series, but to me, it was just over the top. And I've got plenty more, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah, sure. No, I'm, I, um, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, sorry, I was, when you mentioned, uh, um, writer. And so I was like, I wonder who was the writer on this thing. And it's some guy named Akiva, Akiva, Akiva Goldsman. Goldsman. Yeah. He has written, he's directed some stuff too. Um, he actually directed or is directing an episode of the new Star Trek series, Discovery. He did a handful of episodes Ooh. of Fringe. He did the movie called The Winter's Tale. Um, but mostly he's a writer. And he has written such films as uh, something called Titans. He's writing a, a TV series called Titans. A group of superheroes, sidekicks, form a team to defeat their enemies. I think it actually is Teen Titans, the TV series premieres next year. Oh. Okay, because the the poster makes it look like that was Robin. Um is it CW? It didn't. Well, it probably will be. It didn't say. Uh but anyway, he has written uh the he wrote the pilot for Star Trek Discovery. He wrote the screenplay for The Dark Tower. He wrote this kind of goes against him, The Transformers the last night. Um oh, Lord. Do you really write that though? I mean, he, it's more like putting some stickers together and some, <laughs> maybe some play-doh in yeah. different on shapes a, on a spinning board and throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not exactly yeah make the sure actor do really... this okay all right great uh and then we're gonna have him do this oh uh we're gonna have inappropriate 17 year old sex jokes between okay good all right and now we're gonna have the robot pee on the guy okay great um he did insurgent fringe angels and demons which, which was decent. Was not bad. I am well, legend. The book, I like the book a lot. Well, the book is great. Yeah, that one you didn't really have to write that much because the book was already there. For so the, yeah, he just wrote the screenplay. Yep. He wrote the screenplay for yeah. I Am Legend again, which is based on a book. He wrote the screenplay for The Da Vinci Code, Cinderella Man, I Robot, A Beautiful Mind. Uh, he he wrote obviously this. He wrote uh, the Batman and Robin movement movie, and the Batman Forever movie, and but then he did A Time to Kill. So. My point is, is that almost everything in here he's written the screenplay for are movies that already had source material. Had books? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And honestly, you have to be a complete moron not to be able to, or to do that and screw it up if you have source material. Right. So anyway, my point is, uh, I was trying to give him some credit and... Yes, Andrew, I agree with you. The writing is really cheesy at times and kind of bad at other times. And and that makes me a little nervous for Star Trek Discovery. Um, but 
maybe maybe he got better about it. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I mean, well, I mean, one of the first things that really bothered me was there in this, you know, opening scene of uh, Rise of the Sith or Return of the Sith, whatever that third one is, uh-huh. and <laughs> where they're in this epic space battle with two planes and two other, or not planes, spaceships and yeah. two other ships, and they're. The enemy ships are blowing stuff up, and the guy on the dispatch says, our base is under attack. Like, okay, you're way too calm. (laughs) You know, any dispatch would be, at least in North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Blowing bells and whistles. Somebody get the National Guard. Well, he's doing an (laughs) untitled I Am Legend reboot. What, what? How many times do we need to do this movie? They need to do it to the to the source material. That's what all I gotta say. Well, the very first one, like the nineteen fifties version, was is the closest to the source material that they've ever had because they were like legit vampires. Yeah, uh, and then the Omega Man one with Charlton Heston was more more zombies, but like they could still talk, kind of zombies. And yeah. then I Am Legend went full zombie. Which I liked. I am Legend. I thought that was a pretty good movie. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the first part of the movie. Yeah, I, I liked it. Just fine. last bit didn't. didn't did you watch, Did you ever see the alternate ending to it? Yeah, I, and I liked it. I didn't really care either one. I mean, I liked both yeah. endings personally. I don't. I don't. It doesn't bother me that he dies. Twiller, but that movie's ten years old. So, um. Anyway, uh, I just found that strange. Untitled I Am Legend reboot. I just, um. Storyline, a look at the plague that decimated New York City and gave birth to creatures known as the infected. It has nothing else, so I don't even know if there's... That's what I call my students. The infected? infected. Yeah. <laughs> I spray them with Lysol as they leave my class. <laughs> don't you mean... It, you no. know what this... You know, this the, the movie did teach me one really important thing. Oh, what's that? And that is that every futuristic movie has two things in common. Number one... In the future, leather is very important, and we have to wear it so tight around our necks and so high up above our collars, or we won't be fashionable. (laughs) And also, we will have flying cars. Apparently, this is extremely important to Hollywood that we have flying cars at some point in the future. Oh, yeah. And we can't get away from that. You know, I know this is... 20, Set in what twenty fifty eight? Twenty fifty eight. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. not that far away. No. And we are nowhere closer to flying cars than we were in nineteen eighty five when Back to the Future tried to do it. Well, here's the funny thing, and I've I've kind of said this for years. And I was saying we'll get to your intro in a minute, and I haven't done mine yet. But, oh, no worries. Um, is that whenever you do futuristic movies like this? If you're going to give us this technology that's so out there, you need to make the date out there. Star Trek works because it's 300 years into the future. So right. it can be whatever the hell you want it to be. But like mm-hmm. um but even and even Star Trek kind of got it wrong a little bit because in the history of Star Trek and there's a, a third world war that happened in the mid 90s. Um which was the war, the eugenics wars where Khan comes from. But for the most part, Trek lives in, you know, the 23rd century and it's 
so far away, it doesn't matter. Whereas yeah. this, I mean, we're talking what we're 41 years from now, we're doing space battles. No, in, <laughs> in 41 years, I think we will may have landed a human on the, on Mars. Maybe. Yeah. Like, and then we would leave somebody there and then we have to, have go, to go rescue back them. To get them. <laughs> you know, I, I, th- <laughs> I think that, um, in the 90s or even in the 80s and so, you know late 1900s the year 2000 seemed just to say it seemed so far away yeah and it seemed now like we're in it. so yeah. far in the future and now that it's 2017 people are like oh god 2058 that's not that far away right i mean we'll all be alive well we should be I mean, I'll be, we'll I won't. Be, we'll be, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll been dead for 20 years. Have, like, have a beer on, on podcast night for, you know, toast one to me yeah. by that point. But like, we'll so. be, I mean, we'll, I'll, we'll be in our seventies, yeah. right? I'll be 76 at that point. Welcome to cheap heat. <laughs> I hope I don't sound like that at 76. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> By that point, it'll be like uh, hemorrhoid seat reviews. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even want to know how many episodes that would be at that point. I guess we could do the math, but I'm not going to. Um, but anyway, Sam, do your intro. <laughs> oh, my intro. Okay. Um, this was a favorite movie of mine back in the 90s. I remember watching it many times. Uh, it's one of the few DVDs that I actually own. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed, at the time, I really enjoyed kind of the uh, the sci-fi action adventure of it all. Um, I enjoyed the robots and, and aliens and things. But coming back to it, whew, um, first of all, it doesn't hold up in my mind. The graphics are really bad. Even the, uh, the space battle that we talked about at the, at the beginning. Yeah. They use little models for some of it, but you could see the blue haze around the ships as it's Mm. going across the black background. I thought they fixed that by then. Didn't, uh, didn't, um, Lucas Lucas. go back to star Wars and fix that by that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of it, but I mean, I don't know. We're still a year away anyway, from the first Star Wars, yeah. from Star Wars Phantom Menace. But um, there, are, there are two things that ruin this movie for me now. Um, the first thing is the the middle school girl. Oh. I just want to reach in and well, throw her through a space hat. Well, her and, voice. And, <laughs> oh my god! The most so, annoying thing I've ever heard in my so, life. So her name is her her real name is Lacey Chabert, and <laughs> and since we're here, I have to admit it. I had a huge crush on her. When this movie came out, um, we're the same age. She and I are the same age, so it's not creepy. Um, well, she's very hot now, now but well, she's very attractive now. And even then, in '98, because she was doing Party of Five at the same time. Now, this movie makes her out to be younger than she is. When they when she's making this movie, she's 17. Um, but they make she her out she's 12. Yeah, they make her look like she's 12, 13, but she's 17. Um, and, but now, I mean, she's a beautiful woman now and the voice doesn't really change. It changes a little bit as she's gotten older, but she was, I mean, she was really hot in, in Mean Girls. Um, oh, she I, wasn't mean. That's okay. That's where I've seen her. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the voice got a little bit better. It wasn't as, as bad as it was in this movie. And I couldn't tell if like they, like they did something to her voice in this movie to make it oh. sound worse. I don't know, but. Because there are times when she's talking, I'm, I can't tell if it's like 
real or not. But I, yeah, I, I did not like yeah, her, her character or anything about that one. So I, I don't know. Without is, her in the movie, it would have been better. Oh yeah, well, mind. she is probably the, the the least important character of all of them. I mean, what Absolutely. is she? She's whiny. What girl. does she do? Yeah, she's whiny teenage girl, and yeah. we're reminded of that several times. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm also reminded that that Matt LeBlanc, um, <laughs> God rest his soul. You mean he's his career? The best actor in a it, no. it, in the world. He's um, what? I missed it. I'm sorry. What? Isn't the best actor in the world? Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And if he was, if he was messing around with my daughter, like, like he was trying to do with the, what's his name's daughter? Yeah, with Heather Graham. Yeah, I probably would have thrown him out the, the hatch as well. Yeah, it spaced him. Well, I. Yeah, the I only thing him. I could think of is like, because she's obviously old enough, she can take care of herself. So she figured that Dad would probably figure like, she's if I interfere, she'll get mad at me. So yeah. I need to have at least one kid that doesn't hate me. So I'll leave her alone, let her deal with it herself. But oh wait, so he's what, a bad dad. Were... Yeah, yeah, he's a bad father. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a trope. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't. You didn't, I didn't realize that happened. You didn't get that theme up until the last eight minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they only shouted it at us the whole time we watched. It. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I will say that uh, I've always had a crush on Heather Graham, so it was nice re- revisiting that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. She's that little. She's pretty hot. Um, uh-huh. Part of this. So, yeah, I you know I I liked the look of everything. Um, there was some st- stuff that was clashing with the looks, like the seats didn't really kind of match the uh, the spaceships and things like Carpet that. Didn't match the drapes. Yeah, but um, I just. This this time I, I agree with Andrew. It, it was like literally having a baseball bat upside your head, trying to remind you everything they're trying to remind you. Yeah, being beaten with a dead space horse or something. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, my the most interesting character was the villain in my mind. Well, yeah, and Gary I, Oldman's great. I wanted mm. more Smith, you know. So, uh, oh. Your internet crapped out. What'd you say? So what do you think? Oh, mate, my turn. Uh, Again, I own this on the DVD. Uh, I probably saw it in the theater. I don't remember. 98, maybe not. I don't know. But um, I used to really have a thing for this movie. I liked it a lot. I always had like fond memory of the escape through the planet scene. (laughs) Um, And then I realized watching it this time that Aladdin did it better. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason, it seemed longer in my mind than what it was. It wasn't that long of a scene. I mean, most of it is just reaction shots of them. Like yeah. I actually kind of could, I, I could have used way more of the ship actually flying. Um, I did like the, the shot though of LeBlanc behind the controls kind of out of it, the way they kind of had that, that shot set up. Yeah. I always think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some moments in the movie that are really well. I think the movie's well, like the choreography, not the choreography, the videography. I think is well done. I mean, uh, for the most part, I, I never, nothing ever bothered me that way. Um, some of the stuff that really annoyed me, and again, this is, I know it's 1998 when they made this movie, and we've had a lot of a lot of movies and a lot of TV or whatever of spaceships and and things, but. <laughs> That was the most 
roomy spaceship I have ever been apart seen. Like, oh yeah, like oh, I need to go in my elevator seat chair thing and go to thirteen feet above the floor to flip a switch. Like, <laughs> that's what if your elevator chair breaks? Then can't are you not allowed <laughs> to use the hyperdrive or whatever? Like, that just seems like such a waste of efficiency. When, well, when spaceships then, need then to be you efficient. you turn off your artificial gravity that you turned on before you left Earth's yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so there, there was a, there's a lot that this movie just, I think, fails on. And here's something I really wanted, I was really excited to talk about, and hopefully Corny will join us soon, and we can revisit it if we need to. But back in 98, when they cast LeBlanc, they're like, you know, we're, we want to try something different. We want to get a, you know, a guy who's typically a comedian to do this kind of actiony role, right? And they had mm-hmm. high hopes for this franchise. This was supposed to be a franchise. They had started, yeah, yeah. Started they had up. planned a trilogy for this for this movie, and they get it. They bring LeBlanc. He wasn't the first choice. He was actually like the third choice. But, um, but anyway, so they they bring him in, and. I'm looking at this movie thinking, I know what they tried to do. They tried to do what we have figured out in the last five years how to do well, and that's take comedians and then make them serious, right? How mm-hmm. to take Steve Carell and turn him into an Oscar-worthy actor. How to take Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt who's yeah. this tub of goo, goofy dude in Parks and Rec, and turn him into a very hot, let me, let's be honest, he's a hot dude, and make him into Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's basically one of the highest, he's one of the hottest actors, I mean, like, as in billing, um, and try to get him hot yeah. in Hollywood. And then say, you do think, you know, Paul Rudd, all he's done are these kind of weird, silly comedies, and then you put him in Ant-Man, and it's great. And what I think this movie failed at is that they didn't let Matt LeBlanc be Matt LeBlanc. They said, yeah. be serious, you know, army, army uh, guy, captain or what, no, uh, chief or whatever he was. He was, he was, a, he was a major. So you're going to be a major and you're going to be, you know, this kind of ladies man thing. And we're not going to let you do Matt LeBlanc stuff. Don't be the funny Joey guy. We want you to be something <laughs> completely different. And it's like, wait a minute. I want to see the funny Joey. Funny in Joey is what made him. I'm not saying do the dumb things that he did as Joey, but like let Matt LeBlanc ad lib, let him, have some fun moments in the movie. Literally, the the only time he was fun, in my opinion, was either A, when he was trying to be like actually sweet and he does the whole constellation bit on the window, which was cheesy as hell, but it was fine. But the other mm-hmm. part was when he was threatening Smith. Those are the only times I enjoyed him, honestly. <laughs> um, he pulls the gun on him. He says, give me a reason, please. You know, like, that was kind of funny. But... He was a wasted. He was wasted in this movie. I thought, yeah. and I mean, Matt LeBlanc is not exactly an A-lister, but I still think he wasted an opportunity to have. And there was a few hero moments that could have made him that in this movie, right? Yeah. So anyway, I um, forgot this was a time travel movie. All right, Completely so here we go. Forgot. The time travel. Yeah. So does this does this break your rule of? Time travel can't happen without the first time travel happening? No, because I don't know. (laughs) So here's the weird part about the time travel in this movie. And they don't address it, but it's addressed in the trivia. But I didn't know that when I was writing my notes, as as per usual. Is so 
they they emerge from hyperspace, whatever, they fix the ship, and all of a sudden they're hanging out, and then this time portal opens up, and they fly through it to see the, not the Prometheus, but the Proteus, and then they find Proteus. the spiders, whatever. So they've gone 30 years into the future at this point. Yep. Right? But they yes. are, but they are the same, right? So they're they're unaffected, and then they crash land on the planet, and then there's another time bubble. sphere bubble, whatever, which I don't think are, I think that's probably the least likelihood of actually how time works, but whatever. And they go through that, and then they go another thirty years into the future. But when that one collapses, and then they and then they warp out, are they still in the thirty years in the future? That's a good point. No, I guess they would go back 30 years, right? Because well, they'd be out of the bubble. According to the trivia, they actually stay in that. So when they get to Alpha Alpha Prime, they're basically 30 years later than what they were supposed to be, and Alpha Prime has already been started to be populated, um, <laughs> but by the sedition people. And so the second film was going to be the trials dealing with that. And then the third movie was going to be... Something else. I I think I have it in the trivia, but but supposedly that was what's supposed to happen. That they don't leave that that new timeline. Huh. So so I guess Andrew, to answer your question, does it bother me? Actually, kind of does because who created the new time hole? The first one. Mm-hmm. Did the kid create that by his machine on the ground that he would create thirty years later, or was it a natural phenomenon thing that? William William Hurt thinks it is. I take it as because he opened that portal to go 30 years to stop them from coming in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's why that popped up. It was like a byproduct of what was going to happen. Yeah, so it's one of those weird closed loops things where he had to go through all of this anyway to make it work anyway. You know, he had to crash land... um, create the time machine, create the bubble to create the original bubble to bring him to that spot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm actually, my head's starting to hurt a little bit thinking about it, <laughs> which is sad because this movie I think isn't deserving of such brain power. No. And, and <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> um, but well, the time travel in this movie was, was strange and it was used as I don't know. It's, it just seemed like a weird, dramatic move. Yeah. You know, they're trying to leave the planet. I guess they needed to figure out how to get the engine parts for it, which means there had to be a second ship. No, it was the or original. It? Well, it's the original, but it's the there's two on the planet because there's one outside the bubble and one inside. Correct. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. My head's hurting. Right. Yeah. It's kind of funny to think about. It's like in Back to the Future, there is at one point in 1955, there's like four different DeLoreans there at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that's right. It's like four or five. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, but like it's also strange that why would the core in the past not be good but the core in the future is good it's like was he able yeah. to like charge the battery over the next 30 years like i mean i guess i don't know what the core is it's just eight red lights yeah so we don't we don't know what it is we just know it's nuclear so so it's analog um we keep but we, here's here's the real head scratcher yeah 
the old William sees the young William. Yeah. They talk, which means that in some weird alternate timeline, the young William knows exactly what he has to do anyway to get to that point as the old William. Yeah. I don't know. Again, <laughs> we're getting into like Looper where literally Bruce Willis looks at the camera and says, don't even, don't try to think about it. It's just going to mess up your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's, well, let's talk about the two most atrocious CGI effects in this film. Okay. So the monkey was one, the monkey and the spiders Smith Smith spider, spider Smith. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he, I don't remember. We're talking about Scorpion King bad, if not worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Smith is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Mummy two with the Scorpion King. Yeah. That was terrible. Yep. But like in 98, I, we didn't mind that. I think I didn't, I didn't think in 1998, I did not think that was bad. Honestly. True. Because I yeah. had memory of this going, oh, right. Yeah. We're going to get the weird shape or the, the chameleon monkey thing. And I remember thinking that it looked okay. And then this time I was like, wow, that's terrible. Um, yeah. But they still. I do see, I did like the, the the design of Smith while he was in all his black clothes. Yeah. He looked I way better that. before he took all that off. He looked like a freaking um, Dementor. Yeah. Like a walking <laughs> Dementor. Or now. Crossed Nazgul. with Dr. Doom from the original. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Not the original, yeah. But the yeah. earlier Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, you're you're right. They're terrible. It's terrible. It's it's awful. Um, we do have to give them a little credit though for that they did a, a when when they hit the hyperdrive right when they they did the time freeze and the camera did the pan around bit a little bit like we're a year <laughs> yeah, before it's a little before its time yeah yeah I mean yeah. it was the year before the Matrix um, I mean the Matrix made it good yeah uh, better um, but it, yeah they did they did all right in this for this I didn't I didn't think that I thought that scene was fine. Um, uh, I wrote a lot of notes on this movie. I hadn't even, even <laughs> I haven't really started looking at them because we've just been talking, which is, is good. Um, yeah. Gary Oldman as Smith is fantastic. He was yeah. great. And again, the best thing in this movie. Oh, absolutely. And he, mm-hmm. he is channeling like this 1960s. Like, Bond villain? villain. Yeah. Bond villain. I mean, yeah. like the dialogue that he says to himself is wonderful <laughs> in that it is a bond. He's a bond villain. Mm-hmm. And I, I captured some of it. I captured, I captured 10 clips from this movie. Oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> when banana. And in well, fact, I hope, you, I hope you captured the clip that I, I'd love to end yeah. all our podcasts with. Yeah, you, I did. Okay, good. Um, I actually was originally going to capture 14, but as we, oh were, we were getting close to needing to start recording, so there's several I left out. Um, <laughs> I left out the, the bit where little William walks over the hill and says, oh, shit. And then the uh, Smith goes, oh, uh, boy of your intelligence should not use such language. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I, t- <laughs> I didn't capture that one. Uh, so I'll just play it for you now. Um, and I also didn't capture the I loathe children part. I didn't. I was actually going to... That was my my joke leading up to that was this is what Andrew says every day. <laughs> I loathe oh. children. <laughs> um, but I didn't, so we won't do the joke. Uh, anyway, uh, 
So Dr. Smith, I want to stay on here for just a second. All right. So I'm, I've always been kind of confused as to why the global sedition is even a thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the world is united as, you know, time to save the planet, except for these people who want to, to get to leave the planet and build their own thing first. Why? Well, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't we all just try to help each other out and live? Whatever. Maybe that's too naive of me to think. I don't know. But I mean, I mean, we're going through, as we record this episode, we're going through Hurricane um, um, Irma. Irma. No, uh-huh. not Irma. Uh, at Houston. Crap. Um, Henry. Hank? Which one is it? Yeah, one Harvey. Is- Harvey. Hank. Harvey. Thank you. Gosh. Harvey. Harvey. Where's Harvey Dent? Um, We're going through that. And and the country is united right now, right? Like everyone's like, yay, Texas. Let's, you know, let's, you know, whatever, right? I kind of feel like that if we actually figured out that the planet was dying, like legit, oh, yep, we we have 100 years left of life on this planet. We need to do something. I think a lot of stuff stops, personally. Mm -hmm. But that might be super naive and like, the Star Trek fan in me thinking that we could, as a people, come together. I don't know. Maybe there would still be anarchists that just want to watch the world burn. Um, there would be people still saying, no, the, the climate is not changing. Right, or, yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway. But like even but in this movie, that's not what these people are. They just want to they want to get there first, so they go and they go on these suicide missions, and then Matt LeBlanc gets to come out in a B-wing and blow them up. Um <laughs> Oh, that weird audio is back. What is that? Little scratchy thing? Yeah. Y'all hear it? Yeah. Oh, if you hear it, then that means it's not on me. No, I hear it. While you're you're searching for the sound, Matt LeBlanc's uh, buddy pilot, who is piloting the other B-Wing, is also in The Walking Dead, which... I love him in The Walking Dead, but in this that's, movie... That's where I knew him from. Yeah. In this movie, What's he tries voice? to change his voice to the point that it's bad. Like, it's just... He sounds like he's trying too hard. <laughs> sounds like it'd be a cyborg or something. It just... You know, what it, right. you know what it honestly sounded like? What's that? A little bit like L from Star Crash. Oh, wow. If it had an, if it had an accent with it, it would have been ill. I don't think I captured any of his audio. Um, oh, it stopped. That's weird. Okay. Um, anyway. No, I did. I put my phone on the other couch. I don't know if that was doing it. Oh, I don't know, but it's, whatever it was stopped. And I haven't, I mean, I've been, I've literally been like wiggling wires and stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah. His, That's what they call it now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there? Just wiggling my wires. You're going to go blind. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, okay, it's back. So it's not your phone. Damn it. Okay. This is driving me crazy. Um. All right. Anyway, so so a couple of things that kind of annoyed me, though. Uh, not, not a couple of things. There was a lot of things that annoyed me. But one of the things was like, so Dr. Smith is what, right? He is a murderous saboteur, like Matt, Bl- uh, Matt LeBlanc likes to tell us. Um. He's a doctor, right? So he he is known as a doctor, medical yeah. doctor, licensed to heal the sick and wounded. Yeah. Not robotics. Yet he is a whiz at robotics, fine. 
He can reprogram yeah. things with a little touchpad, whatever deal. Hoo-ha. But the most egregious thing, in my opinion, in the movie, Sam, not CGI Monkey, not CGI Smith, Spider-Smith, not go through the planet's core. <laughs> I think I captured that. I can't remember. That's so bad. It's, I think you heard me when I was watching it. Yeah, it's bad. Ugh. It's, in my opinion, is the fact that Doctor, again, Doctor, Doctor Man Doctor, he's a doctor. Damn it, man, I'm a doctor, I, not a, a space sure explorer. Gets scratched by an alien species on his skin and doesn't take, get an examination? Are you kidding me? Like, he should immediately go to Heather Graham and say, I got scratched on my back. Will you look at it? Yeah. Oh, she's going to go look at it and take his thing off and go, you're infected with this horrible thing. Let us do some antibiotics and blah, 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 and then whatever, right? And but like even if you take even if you take the effort to do all that crap and he still gets infected, fine. But you've literally completely in this movie have discredited him as a doctor by having him. He even <laughs> scratches it and says, "Oh damn, spider bite!" No, if I get bit by a spider tonight, I'm probably going to go to emergency care tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, especially if it looks like it the way it was looking. Right. If it's growling at me and can, you know, melt metal with its face, I am definitely going to go to emergency care tomorrow. Right. I, think I had a girlfriend like that once. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Would growl and can melt metal with her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, and here's the kicker too. These people just went through, especially the father, just went through this whole mess with the crazy spider Smith, yeah. right? Yet they still brought the old Smith who has the scratch with them. So he still more than likely can turn into this spider thing right. on the ship. Well, I don't At that do- point, after he's tried to kill everybody... I think you leave him behind. Do do they did they know? I mean, I don't know. I guess he because he screams in pain. I guess they know that he got scratched. I mean, because I always made the assumption that they didn't know. But if the rest of the crew knew, then they're all negligible and should all be fired. I mean, exactly. <laughs> like the mom in this movie is the only one that had any freaking sense. Should have been, should have should have you know like oh hey, she puts the legs on the scanner thing and they do the thing and then. Oh, it, it you know they're attracted to heat, and they, you know, can transfer their seed by their feet, and they all yeah. should look over at Smith and go, "Hey, then you just get scratched in the back." Yeah, okay, let's go take a look at you while Matt LeBlanc <laughs> nukes the uh, the ship. So, yeah, uh, it's bad. I mean, that's that's bad yeah. again, and that goes back to bad. It's bad writing, it's bad direction, it's bad whatever, but it's bad decision making is what it is. Yeah, it's not understanding the character enough to to write it well right i mean maybe he realizes he's getting superpowers or something and that's why he keeps it to himself but again tell us that yeah you know maybe the maybe there's a deleted scene somewhere i don't know oh i don't know i i I don't don't know but Um, give us a reason why he would hide that and then you know will wouldn't eventually shoot him when he looked as crazy as he did okay will has got to be the dumbest person in this movie, <laughs> what is uh, what is Will Smith saying? I am I robot. You've got to be the dumbest smart person I've ever met. Yeah, like it took him thirty years to figure out that Smith's plan the whole time was not so that Will could go back, 
but that he so there's that the other part yeah. is the fact that smith is the dumbest smart person second dumbest smart person on the planet by saying you've made the portal too small you've watched him build it for 30 years don't you think you should have said something when he started drawing the diagram to build the portal? Hey, make it about four meters bigger. Okay, why? I don't know. We don't want you to miss and get into the circle of death. We want you to make sure you, you know, like, I don't know, whatever. Dumb. Dumb. A lot of dumb. A lot of bad. Um, <laughs> just so stupid. You know, when he sabotages the ship, and everything goes crazy wrong, then my first question, and I guess it was answered when they are find out they're close to the sun, but my first question is, why don't they just scrap the mission and return to Earth? Well, they couldn't because yeah. they were flying to the sun and they had to use a hyperdrive to get out of their sun's gravity. Right. Yeah. That's why. I mean, one of the things that's actually explained in the movie, and then by them doing so, they went across the galaxy, and they don't know where. Um, so Spice, uh, Dr. Smith was an idiot. I think that's what I was saying. Um, other thing that annoyed me, <laughs> there's lots of them. Um, I get the whole bit where William Hurt is giving his father's dog tags to his son as a way of saying, I promise I'll come back. Right. Um, I'm crap. Was I? No. Okay. I'm good. Sorry. I get that. That's a, <laughs> sorry. I just looked at my, my, my computer and I got freaked out cause my, my channel was muted, but no, I'm good. Um, I get that. That's a thing. But he said that his father used to give them to him when he would go on combat missions. I'm like, no, he wouldn't. Those are his dog tags. He needs those. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the point of them. So anyway, that was dumb. Um, whatever, it's fine. Uh, uh, what was the other thing? Um, yeah, cattle cattle prods can take down a robot. You know that? Or try to. Okay, did the robot really? So when William Hurt shoots the robot in the shoulder, did the robot really have to look at him and go that? Was a mistake. Really? <laughs> was so dumb. I mean, that, I like the robot, but that part dog. was that was dumb. You wouldn't say that. Why would you program that? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's learning. Well, apparently he Maybe did the have AI is is figuring things out. Now I did like the holographic interface. I thought that was actually kind of cool. When yeah. the, when the kid like takes control <laughs> over it, I thought that was actually kind of cool. Just oh, saying. yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about the phone call in the desert that I literally rolled my eyes out loud. Uh, no, not that part. But you mean there's... Or the, or the principal coming into the... Uh, oh, yeah. You know who that was, right? And I, and I love how the principal says, you know, it, the dad is literally trying to save the planet. And she says, is there no way that the father could be there at the science experience? I mean, the science fair right. for real. Come on. Well, that's not like she doesn't know he's trying to save the planet. Right. Well, that's June Lockhart who played the mom in the original lost in space show. Oh, so they originally had like 
cameos for all of the original cast, but most of them said no. But she was like, I got nothing to do. Sure, make my head into a gorilla. I don't care. Uh, she's still alive, by the way. Born in 1925. Still alive. She wow. was, She's still working. She did something called the remake in 19 or in 2016. Um, do what? Oh, I didn't hear what you said. Um, <laughs> apparently Larry King is in that movie, which is funny. Um, but she does, she's still doing work. Uh, and you know, good for her. I mean, she was on an episode of cold case, an episode of Grey's anatomy, an episode of Las Vegas, Drew Carey show, Beverly Hills, 90210 for like two seasons. Um. Anyway, so good for her. I, I'm 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 happy for her that she's still working. Yeah. Um. Uh. Back to this. Um. What I love his oh I wrote I love his overacting but that was uh talking about Gary Oldman when he realizes yes. that he's on the spaceship and like he's doing like this he's turning and he's like oh he was overacting like crazy and I loved it I thought it was great. Um. It's also weird seeing the actor who plays old Will not using his normal British accent because he is. I know. <laughs> I noticed that. I, I honestly didn't even think it was him. It, it's not. Because I thought, no, that, that voice is way too American to really be him. But that's, that's who he was. No, it's not. It's not his voice. Oh, it's not his voice? No, it's not his voice at all. They, they overdubbed oh, okay. all of it. All of it. That wasn't him. I mean that's the guy who plays Moriarty in the um, in the yeah, the, the yeah. movie, and he's also in that show, The Expanse. I was talking about. He plays a, 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 a like a mob boss kind of guy. He's a great British villain, and and when he started talking, I'm like, that doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> Man, he's got a great voice coach. And then I saw in the trivia that it wasn't his voice. I was like, okay, that makes way. Why in the world would they do that? Uh, I don't know. Would it be cheaper just to have a different actor? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you think. You know, he attended Duke. He went to Duke, really? Yeah. Uh, studied um, drama and literature in the early 1980s at oh. Duke University. Oh, good for him. He's from, yeah, the, the London, UK. Yeah, The Expanse is what he's on right now. He's good in that. Um, yeah, he's you know, at Duke. Well, good for him. Um, I did like him a lot in. Oh, oh, corny! Hey, corny! Just hanging out doing a podcast, and all of a sudden, corny just shows up. Yeah. You there, bud? Okay. All right, well, we'll keep going, and hopefully Corny can figure it out. Uh, Let's do some clippies. Ready? Well, and I don't want to do clips do yet it. because I need Corny to tell us things and what he wanted, and things he wanted to say and give him an opportunity to talk before I run the clips because, again, I capture 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, 10. Yo, what's up? Hey, buddy. Oh, nice. turn, your, turn your gain up about 45%. This is how the, this is how the, the show is made, ladies and gentlemen. This is... This is the uh, how the sausage this is, is the made. First three hours that we take before we this hit record. How the sauce is made. This is how the sauce is made. Give me another fifteen percent, corny. Damn. Hey, you were saying engines, earlier you were you were engines you were... to sixty five percent. 
<laughs> I, need that, I need your core to be at least... All right, Corny, you're at a five. I need you at a nine. Still? There you go. Oh, there you you're go. a little better. Hell yeah. There we go. Hey, buddy. How, how you doing, man? We missed you for the first I time. Am, I am tired as shit. I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, so, Corny, uh, first of all... Um, Without us ruining from our uh Well, hang in there. So uh, I am Sean Orta, and joining me tonight is Corny, the spiders eat their wounded, Logan. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's the only food <laughs> reference in the whole movie. I was like, I figured that was the spider thing, but uh, I am a big fan of Spider-Man, so I was actually yeah. very offended. Uh, spiders <laughs> it's a paper wounded. Because and all of a sudden his, his siblings start eating them. Right? <laughs> Peter Parker uh, never <laughs> ate his wounded. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine if like Venom showed up? Oh, you got a broken leg. Time to eat you. Nom, nom, nom. Um, That's actually pretty accurate. Uh, yeah, actually, he probably would do that, <laughs> in fact. Um, so, Corny, give us your kind of your your first impressions. We, we've kind of gone through the gambit here of this movie kind of sucks. At least the three of us think that way. <laughs> uh, bad CGI monkey and um, bad acting and bad. Uh, well, maybe the acting wasn't that bad, but bad writing. And uh, Dr. Smith is a terrible doctor. Uh, so I will go ahead and point out that uh, the only thing that I liked about this movie uh, was Heather Graham and uh, Joey. <laughs> uh, that's about it. <laughs> oh, wow. You like Joey. We all didn't. <laughs> yeah. I won't even. I would, um, no, it, uh, you're absolutely right. This uh, CGI was real bad. Um I, uh, I I really wanted to like give them uh give them the benefit of the doubt, uh, but when uh, when push comes to shove, it was, it's just it's it's a uh, Tropicana movie, and oh God, yes. that's the best you can do. And if it weren't for tropes, this movie would be worse than what 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 it was. Well. And I was kind of defending the movie a little bit because of the year, right? 98, movie came out. I thought the space stuff was okay. Not great. Not bad. PlayStation 2 level okay. For Here's the deal. Um, you had the uh, Jetsons uh, the, uh, <laughs> in the very, very first 15 seconds of the movie. You had a, a, a space vehicle fly by and actually gave it the Jetsons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "This movie is uh, shit." And um, uh, I will say this: uh, I did enjoy uh, Matt LeBlanc's uh, uh, armor thing. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, his little uh, armor man, uh, Iron Man bit was kind of neat. I, I needed more of that. That would have been great. And then turned into a weird movie. So, uh, well, it was like, we have an idea. It's good. Let's uh, not continue with this idea and then decide to do something else. And, and Corny, I'm glad you said that because you basically touched on a, a, a bit that I, a little rant, whatever, that I went on is that we've figured this thing out in the last 10 years, right? We figured out how to take a comedian actor and then put him into these action roles and make it work, right? Chris Pratt has made a career of these action roles since doing Parks and Rec. Paul Rudd as Ant-Man was really good. <clears throat> and and there are a handful of other people, like Bradley Cooper, right, does the hangovers and then, you know, can do the A-team. Um, so they tried this back in with LeBlanc, but the problem is they didn't let him be Matt LeBlanc. They made him be a soldier, and they gave him no 
opportunity. Really, and, and you said the armor reminded me. The only I bet you the only the only bit in the entire movie that was ad libbed is when he does his uh, can of raid gag. And, you know, and at I, a point in time in the future, raid shouldn't be a thing. Well, it's only forty one years into the future. No, no. <laughs> Remember, it's only twenty fifty eight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Half Earth is floating around in in domes and flying cars. Yeah, Ridges yeah. should not be a thing. Well, well, they're going to be here long after we're all gone, I believe. That's very uh, true. Wally but has in the places that. that we are, they should never see them. Yeah, you mean places like in the middle of a city where there's a launch launching platform for a spaceship? Yeah, that indeed. <laughs> Why would you do that? What if there's a failure? What if it crashes down? I oh, would killed seventy thousand people, but oh well. So so <laughs> dumb. I hate that yeah, stuff. That well, spaceship, that spaceship yeah. launch bothered me the shit out of me. Um, me too. Yeah, <laughs> that they basically halved the size of the spaceship once the. Thing fell apart, and then all this debris, this random like parts, are just floating in space. Well, that's how and we do you, things now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but if you look at what we do now, like you lose a couple of tanks. This is like you lose something the size of a city. <laughs> yeah, and and you would think um, at this point in time we would. I mean, you've got a hyperdrive engine. Why not make a smaller version to get you into space, and then use the big one? To get you further into space. Oh, you mean like what they did in Star Wars Episode Two with the Pretty Jedi? Much. <laughs> I, I actually don't really care about any of those things, honestly, personally. What I cared about is we're on a planet that is devoid of resources, yet we spent billions of of sheet metal and steel to build a launching platform 150 feet into the air. Why couldn't it be on the ground? Did they really need that extra 150 feet, 200 feet off the ground? That that to me was no wonder you guys are running out of resources. You're building shit like this. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that was my problem with it. I didn't care about the space debris and all the other crap. I don't I don't care about that. But um, and we did make reference to the fact that Matt LeBlanc is flying a B wing. And and Corny, I'm glad you mentioned the Jetson thing because I didn't pick up on it. But now that you said that, I remember thinking a dozen times in the movie that they're using sound effects from other sci-fi genres. I mean, I'm pretty was sure. Was that a thing, though, from the TV show? Well, I don't, no, no, because Lost in Space was before Star Trek. Um, and, um, and way before Star Wars. I mean, you know, it was cutting edge at the time. But, like, I kind of felt like this movie was trying to, I mean, I know the movie is being reverential. Is that the word, reverential? Was, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Uh, actually, no. Being, being reverent of something. Yeah, yeah. reverent. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, meaning yeah. that there are two moments in the movie where I was like, "Oh, they're 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 playing tribute to Star Trek," or "Oh, they're playing tribute to Star Wars," and and I I, I captured both of them, um, and I'll play them in a minute. But I wonder if they did more of that, also some of that stuff with like other little things like the sound effects and things like that, because there was moments where I was like, "Oh, that's that that noise is straight from Star Trek," and. That noise is a Star Wars thing, you know. So anyway, um, they did the, get an AOL moment. The J, the Jetsons things. What? Yeah, there was a AOL theme sound. No. Yes, there was. Oh my gosh! Did you that? I didn't get that. Uh, oh, I didn't even hear. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, when was it? 
it was like right after she, the little mousy girl, did her uh, her futuristic selfie diary on her watch. <laughs> her, her vlog, yeah. It was YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you heard it was right there. I, I don't know. You have to go back and listen. Oh, I'm not going to. Okay. Any, anything <laughs> else you got, Corny, before I go into clips? What I said? Anything you have before we got, we get into clips? Me? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not to, to this movie, but um, making twenty laptops uh, before you do a podcast <laughs> is uh, not the way to go. Okay. Well, I, I hear you, pal. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're able to, to help us out. Um, I did make reference to, uh, earlier. Uh, I hate to recap, uh, but. That Dr. Smith is a bad doctor because he gets scratched by a spider bite. Spider. I then, want him to die. I want him to die immediately. Well, like if you're that and, bad of a doctor, you should you you deserve your fate, right? Because you should have immediately been like, "Hey, I got hit by a space thing. Let's go look at it." <laughs> yeah, um, I wish someone had killed him uh, sooner. Yeah, uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc should have been like, "Toy doesn't share food," and shot him in the face. <laughs> Uh yeah, well he can't do that because he's part of the show and he was supposed they were supposed to make two more of these movies. Really? Yeah. So uh, one other part that you missed was that um, you know how when they they go, they use the hyperdrive and they're hanging out and then the space bubble portal whatever opens up and they go through and then they find the Proteus and all that crap, right? And yeah. then they crash land on the planet and then there's another time bubble. Well, they never left the first one. And so the second movie was going to be they uh, they eventually get to Alpha Prime, and they find out that they're 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 basically thirty years too late or thirty years late, um, getting there. Oh. And so they pulled a uh, Ash. Uh, yeah, I slept ash. too yeah. long. Yeah, and um, like the Sedition group has actually gotten to the planet first, and so like they have to deal with some stuff like that. And then there was, I don't remember what the third one was going to be, but they had intentions of making three of these movies. This movie only cost $80 million, but it only made 70. That's uh, pretty close. Yeah. I don't know what it did worldwide. I can look in a second, but um, anyway, so there's that. That's kind of, that's basically a recap. Um, I'm ready for some clips. And if there's anything that, that, that tickles your fancy, you want to say, jump in. Um, but here <laughs> is the first moment where I was like, there, there. This is a wink. This is a wink and a nod to Star Star Wars, right? Grissom, this is Eagle One. Those bugs will never reach me in time. I'm going in. Major West, you are not authorized to jeopardize. Never like that station anyway. Right? Like when Han shoots the controller and uh, boring conversation anyway. Chewie, we're going to have company or whatever it says, right? No? Yeah. I, I, it reminded me of Star, Star Wars immediately. Um, guys, I have to capture if you're going to say the movie. Well, they didn't say the movie exactly. He didn't say we could get lost in space, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Hyperspace exists. We're in a space long space. Yeah. If you try to enter hyperspace without a gate, your exit vector is random. There's no telling where you've come out. 98% of the galaxy is still uncharted. There's a lot of space out there to get lost. Professor Robin. Nah. <laughs> okay. Um, if you look back in the uh, back of that the, that shot there, mm-hmm. one dude touches his nose. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said the name of the movie. Touches nose. Yeah, 
Or somebody else took a shot or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's 18 seconds of Lacey Chabert and her voice. Do I spend my last night on Earth watching Mom and Dad pretend not to be fighting it? Or blow 10 years with allowance of the mom? You do the math. Mom's going to go thermal. What's she going to do? Ground me? I'm still not 100% sure that's her actual voice. I hate it also when they try to throw in futuristic language. Mom's going to go thermal. Yeah. Like, that's what the kids in 2058 are going to say. Mom went nuclear. No. Well. No? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that. that I, I mean, I get it. I don't. I, yeah. I don't, to, to, what are the words I'm looking for? Andrew, to your point, yes and no. I like it. But it goes back to my problem with the movie isn't far that far into the future, right? Because he still says stuff like cool, right? Because I think we probably will be saying that in only 40 years. When you get into yeah. we get into shows like Firefly that were so far into the future or in like uh, again I'm going to mention it again The Expanse, they use different they use different wording. I mean, instead of saying that's great, they say shiny in Firefly. But again, that's so far into the future, it makes sense that the language has changed. But you're Fair right. Enough. But yeah, if you injured, you're right. I mean, we're only, would he say thermal? I don't know. I mean, that seems like a weird thing to say. You're right. I, I think you're right. And I don't know if they did that anymore in the movie. I don't remember. They might have. I don't know. But whatever. Um, here's eight seconds of Gary Oldman doing a dad joke. And in the free has just become astronomical. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's so bad. That's very much Bond villain. It is Bond villain. And Corny, we mentioned that we basically think that he, uh, Gary Oldman, is uh, is a is a Bond villain. And I have proof. Evil knows evil. Well, here's here's thirty six seconds, and it's kind of quiet, so I'm going to boost it up a little bit. Here's thirty six seconds of uh, Smith. Basically monologuing to himself his, um, uh, I just, I titled it Sinister Talk, basically is what, um, I, I, I did on this. Okay, here we go. Forgive me if I forgot to kiss my sleeping dear Martha, but the time has come to awake. Robot is online, reviewing primary directives. One, preserve the Robinson family. Two. Spam the chatter. I steal a centurion. Sadly, I fear I have far more diodes in store for you. That's more basically do the opposite. Farewell, my platinum-plated pal. My regards to oblivion. Like, I love all of it. I just wish it was louder. Um... My that scene bothered lady. me, and I wrote it down in my notes because they let the robot get out two lines before he cut them off, and then when he has new directives, it's just those same two lines reversed. Like, there's no... I don't know. That bothered me. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I liked his dialogue again. You know, it makes reference to Sleeping Beauty and whatever. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, not a space? What, what? Five seconds of not a space. I don't know what this is. Okay, here we go. 
you're coming with us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the um, uh, the Star Trek uh, wink and a nod. Doubt it's a question. I am a doctor, not a space explorer. There you go. So, a uh, little Star Trek wink there. Here we go. Here's your can of raid. A million bucks worth of weaponry. And I trade it all back for a lousy can of raid. And there's no way you can be stealthy with that gun. Holy shit, that thing was noisy. <laughs> I mean, you better have that thing built if you're going to go into a hostile territory. Go with me for a minute. Somebody breaks into your house at night. You reach for your pistol, and then you say, "Safety off," and then right, and then you can point at them. Yeah, they're not going to know you're coming. Beep beep boop 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 boop. Oh, up oh, somebody's here. I don't know. I guess what what would be more terrifying, that sound or the sound of me? chambering around in my bolt action rifle i mean um i'll be honest with you i'm only <laughs> familiar with one of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've told that story on this show before corny came into the house one day i did i was upstairs i didn't know he was coming over he just walked into the house like no no you knew i was coming. Well, over i knew you were coming over but like you didn't say hey i'm on my way you just came over and i and the front door was unlocked so i hear the door shut and footsteps downstairs so i grabbed my Bolt action twenty two rifle and I chamber around. I hear Corny go, "Hey, it's me, it's me." So anyway, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna just. Well, you know, know in America, uh, you just have to be safe as a black man. Yeah, that's fair. You never know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought this was real bad. All of this is bad. Come home to me, Professor. I love you, wife. I love you. That, uh, I tell that to, to convert. She tells me that every night. Yeah. Come back to me, professor. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody notice how they had a bit really bad marriage and then they got on a spaceship and they were fine? <laughs> hey, uh, um, that um, just goes to show that uh, all you got to do is show your wife a little bit of uh, space D and uh, there. <laughs> well, he, he's a really bad father, and then he falls through a portal, and everyone forgives him. He tells his son, I love you, and then we're good. Like, you're still a bad father to Lacey Chabert, but I'm not going to tell her that I love her because she didn't build a time machine and almost kill everybody on planet Earth. Um, which, by the way... When he's like, I'm going home, and it showed a picture of Earth. I'm like, if he jumps through now, is he going to be jumped into space? Um, I don't know. Oh. It's just weird. And I also really liked that his, his his machine portal had these cinematic views of the city, you know, like where the camera was still moving. <laughs> and and uh, I always hate that stuff. That stuff drives me crazy in movies. Uh, here's another dad joke, but said by the kid. Don't worry, robot. I'm going to build you a new body. Mama, I said I should try to make new friends. Oh, ha, ha. Oh, wait. Hey, Sam. Sam, I'm actually a little scared here. Hang in there. I can't find the clip you wanted me to play. It's the one about the uh, oh, man trying to kill his dog. Oh, I missed it. Here it is. No, no, here it is. Here it is. Um, I'll, I'll save it for last. Um... This was really bad audio editing. Um, you guys know that I, if I, whenever I hear these, I have to pull them. This, this, like, I, I, I was watching it 
with my headphones on, and it just happened, and I was like, oh, come on, guys. Here we go. Um, bad audio. Around every corner, monsters. Wait, I know. I am one. Wing monsters have no fear in devouring little boys. To survive, you must be fully prepared to kill. Can you, could you tell the difference when he said eat little boys or whatever? It's totally different. Did it come across to you guys? I mean, I don't know, but. Well, I know my my audio for Netflix was really weird on my TV mm. for this movie in particular. Yeah, I was watching it on my, I had my headphones, my nice sure headphones, and it was, it came through painfully loud for me. So, whatever. And last but not least. And the monkey flips the switch. There we go. <laughs> and the monkey flips the switch. So I will definitely be keeping that. And the monkey flips the switch. Uh, there we go. All right, here we go. Uh, this. Oh, uh, tropes. Tropey tropes. Um, I tropicanos. I wrote um, absent dad, which again they beat every every character in this movie is a trope, and they beat us in the face with it. Like Andrew said earlier, it was just annoying. Uh, bad dad, bad husband, military guy is a hothead who. Somehow still gets the girl at the end of the movie, though literally did nothing to earn it other than not killing them. And like, I don't know. It's whatever. It's fine. Robot must say robot. Again, I know we're, we have to pray tribute to the 1966-65 TV show, but we're not programming robots in, in that time to say robot. Just we're not. How do you know? We're not. And the power of friendship is more powerful than programming. There you go. There's a trope for you. So, uh, uh, that's not true. Yeah. If uh, if you tell your Dell that you're friends and that friendship is forever, it's not going to come <laughs> to life and, and help you out. Just saying. Um, Whatever. <laughs> except for Corny's. Corny's, his will. Um, Actually, I uh, my my main machines are not Dell's. Well, well, whatever. That's the only thing I can think of. Um. Uh, burp burp. All right, here we go. Uh, this thing. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, I'm gonna cook through this real quick because we're running late for us. Despite the opening in the theaters, despite opening in theaters on April 3rd, Lost in Space was the first new film of 1998 to open number one at the box office. This was due to the incredible 15-week reign of Titanic, which came out December of the previous year, of 97, since it finally knocked Titanic off the number one spot in the box office charts for a short time after its release, the movie was given the nickname The Iceberg. Um, I already mentioned that. The first robot in the movie weighed two tons and required eight people to control. Um, in the original script, the movie adaptation... Silicon Graphics wasn't the original co-sponsor. It was going to be Coca-Cola. And I would have hated that even more. (laughs) And Future Will's dialogue is entirely dubbed as Jared Harris did not have the vocal scale to complete the role, which is still weird. Why cast the guy? All right. Um, Do we want to do the recasting game with this movie? Because they're making a new TV show next year. No. Okay. I mean, anyone? I didn't. I didn't take the time to think about it. Other than uh, Joe Pesci. I mean, you could do. <laughs> I mean, you could do Chris Pratt as the the pilot. You might as well, yeah. right? Make Chris Pratt the pilot. 
Uh, hell, make Jennifer Lawrence the hot doctored girl. Because they already, they've already had chemistry together, you know? I mean, whatever. All right, there we go. I've already done half of it for you. Good luck, Hollywood. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three. Corny, did you get my message? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, we're doing Gary Oldman movies. Top three Gary Oldman movies. Uh, Andrew. Okay. Number three. Look at my list. The Book of Eli. Oh, I love him in that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. A lot of people, I don't think it really got the credit it was due. I think it's a great movie. Oh, I think it's great. If you haven't seen it, you should go see it. I own it on DVD. Uh, Number two, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter series. Sure. Mm -hmm. As uh, Sirius Black. And then number one has to be, of course, Air Force One. (laughs) Get off my plane. Yeah, he's great in that. Corny. Yo, what's up? Hey, buddy. All right, so my number three, um, just like uh, Andrew, is the Book of Eli. Cool. Uh, my number two is the uh, uh, Batman Begins. All right. Swear to me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my number one, uh, and this actually is probably one of the first number ones I've had where I've been like, yeah, this is definitely what I think is number one. For me, uh, is uh, uh, Corbin Downs Multi Pass? Oh, uh, the Fifth Element. Fifth <laughs> Element, yeah. Zorg. Oh man, I'm glad you said that. You know, I actually, it's funny. Uh, when I was looking, I was like, oh, I don't know if I know three. You know, Gary Oldman movies. I didn't realize that Gary Oldman was the uh, the the protagonist. Uh, I was very, very, very confused. In, in, in wait, in, in Fifth Element, he's the antagonist. Antagonist, yes, yeah. because uh, he, he, and it's funny. He normally is the bad guy, right? He does Dracula in Bram Stoker's Dracula. He does a whole bunch of bad guy roles, and then out of nowhere, he does Prisoner Azkaban, which they cast him. You're like, okay, he's a bad guy, and then in the movie, you're like, oh, he's not. And then he does the, the the Batman movies where he's not, and then he goes back to it in Book of Eli and some other movies. Though he wasn't in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spot. But anyway, um, I like I like bad guy Gary Oldman personally. Uh, Sam seems like he has more fun playing the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm I'm not as an original here. I've got Air Force One as my number three. I've got uh, The Dark Knight as number two, and uh, pretty much any serious black stuff in Harry Potter. All right. Um, yeah, I'm kind of reviewing the list here. Batman Begins is my number three. Air Force One is my number two. And The Fifth Element's my number one. Love him in The Fifth Element. Yep. But I love the movie, and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, come on, come on, come on. They come, they come, they come, come. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where you give me your list, your score of 10. Out of 10, from ranging from 0 to 10, we have agreed that negative numbers are not allowed corny for, the, for the children of corn. <laughs> children of the corn. Uh, the children of corn is your son, Parker. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Andrew. Uh, well, I, uh, this was more likable than last week's movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, definitely. Which I gave a, a five a point five five. Yes, a point five five. That's <laughs> right. 
however, it's not something that I would want to watch multiple times again. I, however, if it's saw it in the future, maybe 10 years down the road or maybe in 2058. Um, yeah. With, with that, with the disc, with the disc out that they used in the yeah. movie as a, as a medium, whatever. I think that I would give this a, probably a solid 4.76. Okay. Corny. Oh boy. All right. So, um, this movie's full of trips and, uh, I, I actually, I'll give it a solid five. Um, <laughs> Joey with his, uh, Iron Man armor and, uh, a hot, uh, um, Heather Graham. Uh, I, it's, it's very funny to watch different actors that you assume are the same age, like Lexi Sherbet. I actually thought she was the same age as Joey and Heather, and uh, she is not. Well, she's our uh, age. Yeah, I know, it's super weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, I give a solid five. I mean, it's a, it's a. I just went Jay Leno there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a solid movie, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, you watch it because you're bored or you're on house arrest or you just murdered a guy. Either way, either way, you're just you're just there. Yeah, there's there's actually a lot more movies I'd rather watch. I don't think this is even like oh, it's on TBS. I'm not stopping. I'll be honest with you, unless it's the final scene where they're flying through the planet. Um, I'm, I'm not watching this. We're gonna go through the sun. Uh, Whoa! Wow, Sam. Um, I'm gonna give it. Um, probably I'm right there with with Corny around a five point one. Mediocre. Um, now I would have given this a lot higher score back in the uh, late nineties. Yeah, um, yeah, I would have too. I would have probably uh, given it an eight back in ninety nine. Watching again, yeah. Watching now, no, I just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, time has not done this movie well. Um, bad performances, I think. I wish they would have let Joey be Joey. Uh, I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna kind of stick, sneak it in the middle. So I'm gonna give it a four point nine. <laughs> um, sounds weird. Um, uh, to, to round this movie out to a four point nine four. So there you go. That's fine. Um, that's our show. Thank you guys so much and um, for listening. Uh, next week we are doing. We're doing the water boy. You're Whoa. wrong, Colonel Sanders. We're doing the water boy. Um, it's on the yeah, net- with football season starting up. This perfect timing. Yeah, it's good timing with the with the foosball and um, and all that stuff too. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, going to go ahead and say I actually just watched it the other day. Oh, nice. Well, you didn't nice. realize it was on the five uh, o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, I got to stop doing this. This is uh, not working out for me. I, 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 we could get into it more later, but I'm, I'm actually kind of interested to know, do you think that Firuza, Firuza Balk, the girl that plays Vicky Valancourt, do you guys find her attractive? Because I never have. Vic, Vicky Valancourt? She showed me your boobies, and I liked them too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, it's just a uh, flavor of the Kool Aid. You know, sometimes uh, maybe people like grape, sometimes people like cherry, and uh, I'm a grape guy. You know, like a dark. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, we'll talk about that next week, maybe or maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one, and 
She just freaked me out ever since I saw her in the craft. Maybe that's my problem. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's what we're doing next week. We're doing that. And the week after that is American Ultra. So that's coming up next two weeks. So go watch them and uh, participate in the show because we like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, there's another way to too. participate too, Sean. Uh, you can send us an email. <laughs> uh, but also, go to our website, Cheap Seat Reviews. I guess I can hit the outro here. We're at that point. Um uh, go to our website, cheapseatreviews.com, and you can vote for our uh, Halloween movies. Uh, what we should do, we did get a vote for something on the Facebook page. Um, and I've already forgotten what it was. Alan sent us a thing saying something, and I'm going there, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, go to our website something and vote for... Birds. No, I wasn't bird I mean, That was Sam. Um, <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing to yourself. I mean, this yes. is... It, it. So oh yeah, he wanted us, to, us do to do it, which I think we mentioned, and I mentioned we could do that, but it's a freaking three and a half hour long movie. I know it's a um, marathon. I mean that's that's a commitment. Mm. Um, so, uh, but of course, uh, yeah. So so check that out. Please go to our website and check that out. Uh, you can leave us a review and all review and all the normal places you leave oh. reviews. Uh, GoFundMe.com yeah. slash Cheap Suit Reviews if you want to donate a couple bucks to the show to help us out. Um, uh, but if you can't this week because you help it out with the hurricane Houston, uh, it's great. Do that instead. Uh, Facebook.com or slash, getting ready for the next turkey. or getting ready for um, whatever. And that the show basically will depend on what the hurricane does because we have no idea. So yeah. uh, stay tuned. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. you can follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast and Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com is our web is our email address. That's gonna do it. So on behalf of Andrew, Sam, Corny, thank you for, for joining us late, but uh, I'd rather have you uh, better late than never, as they say. Uh, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week, hopefully. <laughs>